Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bloomscast. My name is Seth, a.k.a. Phantasma Blooms, and I'm coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. Alright, so before I really get started in here today, guys, I just want to say, I hope whether it's today, like later on today, if I do a extra special stream on Saturday... The day I decided to record because I was busy doing everything else the past couple of days. Um, I hope you guys are able to enjoy the brand new and improved Observatorium. I've got a good couple of lights set up uh, across the room. Like I have nano leaves to be my backlight. So that way I can illuminate myself while leaving the back of the room. You know, kind of lit up for you guys. I've got some smart controls on the astronaut and the lights. So, you know, it's not going to be as pretty as I want it to be. And I think I've just kind of come to accept that. But as I do, you know, set up the lights more and more and we get a little more feedback about, like, what kind of things you want to see, I can look into uh, doing some more programming stuff. So this is absolutely an invitation to say, Seth, these lights are shit. Fix them. I think they're looking okay, but you know, it's it's one of those things where I'm a perfectionist, and I want to make sure, like, it's engaging for you guys. So, you know, like I was saying, I have a light strip now set up in the back. We've been talking about it on stream for a fair bit, but I have a light strip set up in the back. I have uh, some nano leaves that I got on sale, like, probably for 40 bucks. Uh, set up in front of me to be my backlight, so that way we can have a little illumination. And last but not least, I have the astronaut set up on a voice-controlled chip. Well, voice-controlled switch, I should say. And that will allow me to turn it on and off much more easily, thanks to the special smart home device that I have in here that I don't want to say her name, because if I do, it may ruin the recording. And I've already tried to record this like two or three times, and I keep forgetting how sensitive she is. Uh, it's, you know, I always love telling people, like, whenever I tell somebody I work on a podcast or whatever... They're like, oh, well, you know, when do you go through and edit things on post? Like, when do you have time to do that? And I just kind of smile at them like, post? Post? <laughs> there is no post. It's just a single take. <laughs> but I do just want to say, before I really get started in today's much more lighthearted episode than last week's, uh, I just want to say thank you all so much for allowing me to share my story with you guys. Um, you know, it really was a massive weight off my shoulders to, you know, as I've kind of explained already in the last week's episode, to go through and do everything that I did to, you know, set my mom free and, you know, kind of confront all these different emotions and being able to tell you guys about it and being able to, you know, realize that just maybe one day my story might inspire somebody to come out of their right, it was really empowering, um, you know, and I hope, like, seriously, I keep saying it, and I hope you guys will always remember it, but please feel free to send questions, you know, comments, things you want to talk about to phantasmaplumes at gmail.com, or on Twitter, or during stream, because, again, nobody deserves to be alone in these kinds of days, 
like dealing with anything remotely like it. So if you need help, if you need an ear to listen to your worries, even if you just want to say, hey, Seth, I'm going to, you know, mass message this huge thing to you. I don't want any answers. I just want to get this out into the air. I'll be there for you. It's, you know, what we should do is not not only just friends, but as people, you know, look to see the best in everybody and try and get everybody to their best. But anyway, on that same topic... I have been wanting to, like, this is a little more topical, just because, uh, you know, as you guys know, I work in a pretty big-ish city, so seeing the school buses starting to run around, like, I actually, I think I passed, like, two different schools on the way to work, but um, seeing the school buses running again and listening to the morning radio talking about, like, oh, man, are you moms glad that school's back in session? Are you sad that your little baby's gone? Are you dancing naked on the fucking bathroom counter? Like, I'm just sitting there like, who? Has anyone ever danced naked on a bathroom counter? I want to know which countertops y'all got, because my shit will break. <laughs> you know? But, um, anyway. No, I'm sitting there, I'm listening to these, and I was starting to think about, and, like, I will fully admit, the title for today's episode, Senior Year, like, I saw that on somebody else's car, okay? I was driving into work one day, and I saw somebody with that on the back of their car, it was, like, spray-painted, because uh, I didn't, it didn't look like window tint paint or whatever, but I was just like, mm, I don't, I don't understand, like, and I made the joke to Jules. I was like, you know, when I was when I was in high school, it was senior thirteen. You know, <laughs> we were the seniors. But it was a stupid joke, and it still is to this day. And I apologize that I have to share it with y'all. But it made me think about like senior year, both in high school and college, like the things they tell you that you should have all figured out, which really just adds more stress. Especially to, you know, people that are starting to dread their junior year, even. Um, So I wanted to, like, take some time and actually give, like, five pieces of advice that I learned growing up, going through both high school and college. Um, You know, not necessarily things that I would go back in the past. Like, I would never want to relive my senior year. Like, yes, do I wish I did a couple of things differently? For sure. But at the same time, like, yo, fuck going through school again for a year. (laughs) Like, I love the fact that, you know, being an adult, I am able to kind of just learn, like, learn when I want to learn. Like, if I want to pick up and start learning Japanese, I can pick up and open an app. If I want to start teaching myself a new programming language at work, I can work on that at the office. Um, Or if I just want to dick around and read manga, hell, I can do that too. Like, I love the fact that there's no assignments, per se, sitting over me. Like, yes, I have work projects that I attend to, and yes, you know, my job's not 9 to 5, so I end up working from home a considerable bit, and will do things to, like, help improve the company in my off time, because I don't get paid for it, but at the same time, like, it's nowhere near the rigmarole of going through school and having to do homework every day like I I liked school I liked you know I picked my career path because I love to learn I love like investigating new things and learning like I'll tell you all this 
the fact that I have these lights set up and I've learned a huge new program and I'm learning different ways to do things, like that was fun to me. Was it tiring? Sure. But I felt like this huge sense of relief and this pride well up in my chest when I got the lights to turn on just from the computer, you know? So, you know, learning is like a big part of my life. But I hated how much homework I always had to do. And, you know, it's not any easier now with these kids. Like, you know, thankfully, thankfully, I don't really work with people who are super young. Like, in fact, it's the opposite. I am the youngest person at my company. But, um, you know, I listen to uh, Juju talk about her coworkers who are in high school, who are in college. And it's just like... I listen to them complain about, like, school and stuff, and I'm just like, damn, I don't really miss it. Like, because that's the thing. Some people will tell you that they absolutely love their college years, that they absolutely love their high school years, and some people will continue to brag about it like this was the greatest days of their life. And let me tell you something, guys, in my little ASMR voice, uh, it's where people beat, and they never got to any better. You know, if those are the people you're talking to, don't listen to them. Listen to old Blooms. Blooms will help you. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. But anyway, so yeah. This might end up being a shorter episode, all things considered. But at the same time, I just, you know, wanted to give a bit of life advice. Something, again, much more lighthearted than the previous conversation. But something that, you know, hopefully you are able to apply to. Because I know a good number of our community is still, you know, in school or graduating. Um, So, you know, this one's for you. And again, if you ever have any questions and things you want to talk about, I'm here to listen. I'm here to help. But anyway, so let's talk about, you know, the number one thing that nobody wants to talk about And this is the most important, but it also is one that you can kind of shirk around a fair bit. And that's keep your grades up. Like, look, I have met a number of people who have absolutely bombed their last couple of years in school. Like, they just kind of gave up. They didn't really know what they wanted to do, and it just caused them to stagnate. Like, the rest of these tips are geared to help with that. But by all means, life is hard. I'm not going to judge you if your grades slip a bit, you know, and I think schools should have a little more give and take when it comes to this kind of stuff, especially considering how volatile families have been shown to be, and especially with, you know, new technology coming out that's trying to get these kids to, like, work from home more and more. And it just doesn't always work. Or you have this generation of teachers that don't understand how to use the programs. Or, more realistically, we have a new group of teachers that have never taught before. And are learning all of this for the first time because there's school shortages. Like, or teacher shortages. Like, I think there should be more leeway in all this. And sometimes there are. But, above all else, do everything you can to keep your grades up because unfortunately this is one of the most important like especially if you're going into you know college or if you're going into trade school if you're going into something that requires a scholarship you know you always want to make sure that you're doing 
at least the bare minimum. So that way you're getting your B's and your C's. Like, honestly, growing up in school, I was an all-A student just because I forced myself to be. Um, you know, I always, I was a people pleaser first and foremost, and I was always like, I, I, if I don't get like a 90 on this, I'm going to, I'm going to cry. I'm going to do this. I'm going to blah, 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 just because I hated failing. I still to this day hate failure. Um, that's why like, I never accept failure. Even if something blows up in my face, I will straight up say, okay, well, this sucked. But I learned X, Y, and Z. So you know what? It was a success in that regard. And that's kind of the mindset you got to have about some of this too, especially as you're getting older. Um, not everything's going to work out. You are going to fail a couple of things, and that's okay. Failure in itself is groundswork for success. But do not allow yourself to double down on your failures. Allow yourself, like, pick yourself up, figure out what you did wrong. Because that's, like, really, school, you know, doesn't teach you the important things you need to know for life. Like, I can tell you, without a doubt, I have never used trigonometry outside of college. Or outside of high school, even. I've never used, you know, nobody's ever come up to me on the side of the street and it's just like, What year did Christopher Columbus sail the ocean blue? And just like, oh, fuck, man, I don't know. I'm not even going to take a guess because I know the saying, but I'm fearful that I don't really know it. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's okay if you figure out you don't have a strong suit in school. Like, that's actually really helpful. It allows you to start narrowing down, like, what prospects would be better for you. And while you're in school, you're allowed to kind of mess up. You know, schools have some leeway here and there, not as much as I think they should, but they give you the grounds to kind of figure out, hey, what are you good at and what can you exceed at? You know, like I learned that, well, especially like while I was in school, uh, languages, I'm very quick to pick up a new language. If I'm dedicated to it, I can learn it very quickly, um... But I also figured out that I'm good with computers. I also figured out that I love to read. Like, unless, you know, let's be entirely fair, unless it's forced down my throat, like, all the summer reading shit. Like, ah, God, I'm I'm about to go on this whole ass tantrum. So be prepared. Tantrum incoming. Uh, skip to some part in the podcast later on when I'm not so agitated. <laughs> but I personally hate the summer reading list i think it is the most crock of shit that has ever existed i think if you re- like here's the thing you know a lot of especially as an adult um i see a lot of people talking about oh i wish i read more like a lot especially around new year or new year's uh there's people saying oh you know i want to read x amount of books this year and you know starting up a habit to read is hard like, Juju pointed it out the other night when I was uh, waiting for her at her uh, workplace to pick her up and get her home. Like, she came up and she's like, you know, I'm proud of you for picking up an actual book. Which, you know, to be fair, I was reading uh, everything, or Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. I think it was. It's either that or, yeah, no, it's Tomorrow, 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 Tomorrow. Um, but it... It, God, I swear to God, if I stop recording and I go out to the bookshelf and it's like everything and everything and everything. It, 
It's the book with the rainbow text and the waves that look like that one famous Japanese wave painting. There you go. <laughs> but, Ayo, I would much rather have read that than, you know, God, Guns, Germs, and Steel. Like, I can still remember that name because I had to read that for AP History. And I, it is the most dry book. Like, I get... I completely understand, you know, giving kids the opportunity to read the classics. I think that's a great thing. However, I feel as though our culture and, like, the way kids get information, and, you know, I'm talking about kids, like, these are teenagers, young adults, um, but the way people talk about books these days, like, book talk is a huge thing. Why don't we have a summer reading list of book talk books? Like, I feel as though you force the traditional and it kills, like, any real, like, any real will to read. It's stupid. Like, yes, I am glad that I went through and read The Road. I'm glad that I read, you know, Catcher in the Rye. I'm glad that um, I ended up reading through, what is that stupid book? Uh... Ah, 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 ah. The Count de Monte Cristo. That's it. <sighs> it, like, I'm glad I read those, but none of those books were on a summer reading list. The books I was, was told to read was, you know, Guns, Germs, and Steel, uh, History of the World Through Seven Glasses, you know, like, things that I just could not give a shit about. Like, if you want kids to read, if you want to inspire kids to read, let them read their own books. Within, like, you know, a set list, sure. But don't, you know, force the classics. Like, if I was a teacher, okay, I've said this for a while. If I was a teacher doing summer reading list, I would look through and see which books are the most popular right now. And then I would figure out, okay... You know, here's a list of the classics, here's a list of current, and here's a list of, you know, potpourri of sorts. Things that are further out that maybe people would be interested in. Like, give a kid that wants to read about the video game wars, like, Console Wars, that's a great book. Uh, the one that's, what's his name, Reggie. Reggie from Nintendo wrote a book here recently. Uh, Remembering Miyamoto, I think, was another one that came out not too, too long ago. Like, give kids the opportunity to read about things that interest them to spark an interest in reading overall. This has nothing to do with keeping your grades up, but, you know, it's I'm talking about school, <laughs> so give me a break. Anyway, rant's over. I've, I'm, I've said my piece about reading. But, anyway, we're, without a doubt, keep your grades up. Um, figure out what things work for you, what don't. I would say high school and to some degree your early years of college are really the years that you can figure out which learning styles best suit you. If you're not the type to write flashcards, don't fucking force yourself. It's not going to work no matter how many times you try. Experiment. Try new things. You know, allow yourself to kind of figure out the way that learning works for you. Because ultimately, these teachers don't give a shit how you learn. Like, yes, you know, you have to show your work on math, and I hate the fact that we've changed Common Core to the way that we have, because now parents can't help their kids learn math because of the way they gotta show it. Like, it's so stupid. I was looking over that with my sister here recently, and it's just the stupidest thing. But anyway, 
you know, it's one of those times where you can just experiment, have fun, and figure out what you need to do to learn. For me, when it came to anything, if I could break it down and explain things, you know, in a much simpler vernacular, I would be able to teach it to the world. And then I'd be able to teach it back to myself. Like, I am so incredibly blessed to be working within IT because I can take these very difficult concepts and break them down into simple form. And I've, you know, brought up the example of uh, email addresses and mail protocols. It, you know, again, I could go back through and tell you what all that means, but it's one of those things where you, like, that's what I discovered was my learning, you know, I guess style, which was kinetic. You know, I like taking things, I like breaking things down, I like taking every little bit apart, asking questions, and then when I can put it back together myself in a way that makes sense to anybody else, then I have officially learned it. You know, I remember when I first started learning languages, I tried doing flashcards. Flashcards fucking suck. Um, I remember, because, like, I used to write them down, and I hate, like, that's the thing, too, is... I have a good memory when it comes to, like, writing stuff down. If I don't write something down, sometimes I forget it. But I used to write, like, I used to copy the textbook because that was the best way for me to, like, learn it. And, like, the whole reason I said it in the back of my head was, well, this is just so I can keep the textbook for free after I got to return it, you know, which is true. But, like, if I ever was working on something and I was just having a hard time remembering it, I would stop what I was doing, pull out a notebook, and start writing notes. That is something I still do to this day, you know. Nowadays, I've moved my note-taking to, uh, and this is a really good program, too. Uh, what is it called? What is it called? What is it called? It's OneNote. OneNote. It's on Windows. Um, it's also part of uh, Office Suite. But OneNote has been my go-to for, like, keeping track on, you know, problems I've been told about, projects I've been working on, uh, sessions and seminars that I have to attend. Like, when I was out at the business conference, I had every single day as a different tab, and then within that tab, I had every single thing that I went to. I was copying everything that person was saying. I am incredibly thankful that I have a very high WPM, so I was able to go through and, you know, get all the information compacted down. That's all just for me. You need to be able to figure out what works best for you, because that is how you're going to succeed for the rest of your life. You're going to figure out, hey, I'm not good at math, but I'm great at science, or you're going to figure out history is where I really thrive because I can see these people. And I can, you know, almost feel the way they feel, which gives me the ability to write great reports. School allows you to do that. And in that same breath, it you'll learn how to keep your grades up. Anyway, whew, that was a long fucking first point. I did not expect to ramble for 20 minutes about grades. But I would admit that was partly because of the book. Mm. Anyway. So, here's step two. And this one is probably going to be the hardest step for anybody. But is figuring out whether or not college, or if you're you know in college now and you're about to graduate, your career path is right for you. 
Look, I'm going to be entirely upfront. I think college is important. I think college is great. Do I think college is necessary for everybody? Fuck no. Absolutely not. I hate how much, you know, pristine we've put behind the college. Like, or behind a degree. It, yes, it shows that people have a certain skill set and have, you know, the conviction to go through four years of school. But you know what it also shows? That people are stuck in fucking debt for, you know, a long-ass time just because they needed a sheet of paper to get an entry-level job. I think that's horseshit. Like, you will figure out very quickly whether or not college is right for you. You can go for a semester and be like, no, this isn't right. And there's nothing wrong with going for a semester and saying, okay, no, this isn't for me. And backing off and trying to find something else. There's nothing wrong with taking a year off of school to figure out yourself. Like, I believe the 20s are, and you know, upper 18s through 20s. Like, this is the years in which you're supposed to go out and experiment, try different things. You know, some people absolutely make it when they're young because they come up with a solution that the world needs. Some people make it big on, you know, YouTube and Twitch in their early years, and that's what they decide to do. They become a content creator. You know, some people will inherit a family business and don't need to go to school. Like, there are so many different possibilities that the world opens up to you when you graduate from high school. And I don't think anybody should sit here and force themselves to go to college, force themselves to pay an expense that countless people are still paying off. Like, there was this whole story in the news not too, too long ago about how somebody had, you know, student debt and all back when they were about my age, and they're in their, like, late 50s, early 60s still paying it off because of a calculation error and a couple of different things, like they were only paying the bare minimum of whatever they needed to, and interest just kept increasing and increasing and increasing. It's, you know, I'm going to say what it is. It's a death trap. For some people, school is absolutely the last thing you need. And I think that is an important decision that you should be able to come up with. If you don't want to go to college, if college isn't what you want to do, if you, like, now mind you, I'm not saying if you don't know what you do, don't go to college. I'm not saying that. You know, I'm saying if you know in your heart of hearts that college is not where your happiness lies, then don't go. You don't have to go right now. Go work for a year. Give yourself time to think. Give yourself time to talk with people. Give yourself a chance to explore the world around you that just opened up. And then you can go and start figuring out what you want to do. Like, I think it's one of the stupidest things that somebody can go do is to go to college and get a liberal arts degree. You know, which, by all means, you can get a job with a liberal arts degree. Sure. It's not going to be that much it's and like let me explain what a liberal arts degree is real fast a liberal arts degree is basically a gen ed degree similar to your ged general education diploma uh liberal arts kind of says you went through college you got the bare minimum you know experience that you need to graduate but you didn't exactly know what you wanted to do which okay back in the day 
a gen ed degree would have been fine. You know, similar as like a GED. But now all these school or all these businesses want you to have something specialized that you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. So instead of getting your GED, here's what I recommend. You go, or rather, a liberal arts degree. Um, here's what I recommend. You go through, you figure out, you know, go work for a year or two. Go find something that you can do. Go work for a little while and live life for a bit. And when you think you have an idea of what you want to do, either A, go and see if you can't talk to somebody that's in the field. Like, I love LinkedIn as a tool. I think LinkedIn gives a lot of new hires the opportunity to talk to, you know, people who are long established in the field. I have talked to a number of people that have been long established in the field, mainly because I talked to them in person first, but LinkedIn gives you the same advantages as a job fair traditionally would. You know, instead of going to all these job fairs and just talking with people, you might be able to just hit somebody up on LinkedIn and be like, hi, my name's so-and-so, my name's Seth Plumes, and I'm interested in going into your degree path, you know, or I'm interested in going into your career field. I'm sorry to bother you, but would you happen to have a couple of minutes to just, you know, message me about, you know, what you would recommend and so on and so forth? Because let me tell you something, all right? There is absolutely no greater joy for certain people to tell you their life story. I think that's one of the most common truths, because especially older people, if you ask them, you know, in the right way to say, hey, I want to know your life story, people will sit down and tell you, well, it all started when I was born, and they'll go through the entire thing. My way of going through it is asking them their career path. Like, how did you get started? That, like, mind you, you know, I didn't really have to do the LinkedIn approach. I was lucky enough to be at conferences and other, you know, like business conferences for one, but school events, you know, I had people come to both my high school and my college, and I was able to talk to them and be like, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. How did you do it? And how, like, what would you say to somebody who's interested in your career field? And that just opens up so many opportunities. It gives, and for one, it might actually be the one way you find a mentor. Which, that is another bit of advice. It's not one of my main five. But it is definitely something that I highly suggest. Is finding somebody that you can talk to that's in the job field that you want to be in. It doesn't have to be somebody that, you know, you talk to on the daily, but just having somebody that you can bounce ideas off of, like a friend or a coworker that, you know, went on to bigger and greater things. Somebody you meet at a party, like, it's important to be able to talk to people about their experiences so that way you can figure out yours. Like, I will say this, and I'm going back onto the whole book thing for a little bit. Books are the greatest source of knowledge. Entire person's lifetime could be within 400 pages, and you can finish that in a weekend. Maybe two. If you're like me, it's going to take you like a month or two, but you know. <laughs> but you're able to condense all this information into a small little bit, a little text box of sorts. 
and you're able to run with it from there. If there's something that interests you, read about it. Figure out, get, you have, if you're listening to me right now, you are on the internet. Google. Google's your friend. You know, go figure out things that other people have done. Go on Reddit. You know, you don't have to go through the professional approach on LinkedIn. No, go through Reddit and be, and go into a subreddit that sounds about right. People are willing to talk about their experiences. I will warn you now, some people will be complete assholes. Some people will just be like, oh no, fuck you. And nobody should join my job field. Fuck them. You know, similar to life and similar to the people around you, there are some assholes in life. Don't listen to them. Don't let them ruin your opportunities. Keep doing you and keep figuring out what you want to do. So when you walk out of high school with your diploma, you know right then and there what kind of path you want to take. And hey, let me tell you something too, okay? Just because you're not in school for something doesn't mean you can't learn it. Like, you can absolutely, for example, I know a bunch of IT techs who back in the day started off just as hobbyists. Guess what? I'm a hobbyist too. I started learning IT because of Fantasy Star Online 2. I started learning IT because of Toho. These are the, like, and, God, I can't stress this enough. The things that you do for fun can absolutely contribute to, or contribute, rather, not contribute, contribute to your career. Like, for example, me doing the podcast right now. It helps me do public speaking. It lets me get my thoughts coherent enough to speak for X amount of time. Being able to speak just to any regard is a difficult thing to learn. And every time I do a podcast for y'all, I get a little bit more experience points on that level bar. Allow yourself to have fun. Allow yourself to experiment. If you want to get into computing, I recommend getting a Raspberry Pi. It's a cheap mini computer the size of a credit card. There's so many projects online. Like, Figure out what interests you and get into it. Explore it. Have fun with it. And if it's not right for you, it's a small amount of money. You're not paying for college quite yet. And here's the thing too. Like, and I said this earlier. If you don't know what you want to do, but you know you kind of need a degree, that's okay. Go to school. It's completely valid to go to school. Get your general education credits cleaned up. I would recommend having at least some kind of idea what you want to do. And giving yourself, you know, that two-year period to kind of experiment the field. Go to these professors. Like, I will say, without a doubt, both in high school and in college, my professors, my teachers, were the biggest aids for me to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. You know, I remember, and mind you, I guess you could say I was kind of a teacher's pet, but I would often talk to a bunch of my high school teachers about, you know, what I should do. You know, I I would tell them my situation about my parents and everything else. Uh, A lot of them knew I stayed after until like 7, 8 o'clock because they'd see me leaving school at the same time they were, if not later. (laughs) And, um, you know, it caused a lot of conversations. And that's the thing, too. 
is these teachers, these professors are here to help you. A good teacher, a good professor will gladly sit down with you and talk with you about, you know, their career path. Things they do, things they learned in life. Don't shirk these, you know, and guidance counselors too, to some degree. Some are complete ass. You know, you're going to walk away from some of these people and be like, shut the fuck up, I learned nothing. But you... To some degree, you kind of learn, okay, if I hear X, Y, and Z, this is just an automatic shutdown for me. There's no such thing as failure. It's just foundation for your future success. Remember that. That is definitely one of the biggest pieces of advice I could give. But anyway, actually, you know, uh, that all kind of blended into what I have written down here for uh, point number three. Is using the opportunity to explore something new. Like... I will say without a doubt, when I was in high school, I never would have thought I would have had fun in a home ec class, like a cooking class, culinary arts, that's what they called it. I never would have thought I would have had fun with that, but I saw it and I had an opportunity to take it, and I'm not going to lie, doing home ec, doing culinary arts with Jaleel, like, that is the start of our real friendship, you know? I've told you guys the story before uh, talking about him where he used to bully me in ninth grade and didn't see him at all in 10th grade. And in 11th grade, we were in the same first period culinary arts together. That was some of the best times of my high school career it was just playing games in the back because the, like the chef uh, loved us and being able to make delicious food and figuring out that hey I actually kind of have a passion for cooking it'd be a couple of years before I'd start pursuing it to the level that I have but I you know was able to experiment and figure out things that I like doing with it and it was all thanks to a class I could take completely for free that was you know an elective you know, yes, I could have gone for more techy things, but I didn't really want to work with tech back then. I wanted to experiment, try different things, something that fit, you know, because I don't know how y'all's schools do it. But back in my high school, we actually had to elect our electives. And if they were full, well, there's nothing you could do. Like, that's it. It just just kind of luck of the draw where you got to be. Uh, and I was lucky enough to be a magnet, so I was able to come up with, like, the top three classes that I wanted to do. I forget what was out, because I know culinary arts wasn't my first pick. Um, I, I don't want to say it was Japanese, but it might have been, it might have either been, like, Spanish or Japanese. Like, I was able to get into the Japanese class that I wanted to be, and then I think I needed something else. And the class I wanted to do was gone, so I just kind of opted for culinary arts. Because, you know, I like cooking. Um, but it was just like, alright, well, here we fucking go. And it was honestly a lot of fun. You know, some uh, schools offer programming classes now. If that's something you're interested in, go for it. If it's not right for you, a lot of schools will say, okay, you can bail out and change your elective. I know in college that's a big thing. You know, if you withdraw within the first week of a class or first two weeks of a class, there's no mark against your grade. You're not charged for the class. Like, by all means, do that. Then later on, you know, before I think the first half, at least at my university, you were able to withdraw a class. You would get a W for that class, like a withdraw, but it didn't affect your GPA or anything like that. Like, you had to pay for it, sure, but whatever. 
Um, so no, take that like take that time and experiment around. Try a por- programming class. Try a cooking class. Try an art class. Try like anything, and allow yourself to figure out. Hey, is this something you have a passion with? I think by the time you're in college, and I think by the time you're in that later years of high school, you should kind of know yourself enough to be like, you know what, I'm willing to jump off a little bit and see if it's something you can chew on. It's absolutely a blast finding a new hobby, finding people that are like-minded. Like, school gives you that opportunity to, and this actually kind of bleeds into my next point, but school absolutely gives you this opportunity to meet a bunch of like-minded people, especially if you're choosing the electives. You will want to kind of keep in contact with them if that's something you really want to do in life. Like, I can say with a certainty, I hate the fact that I felt I didn't really keep in contact with my uh, college friends. You know, there's a handful. Like, and here's the thing, too. Like, the overall fourth tip is figure out who you want to keep in contact with. Because by no means should you keep in contact with everybody. It's exhausting to do that. I can say with a certainty, and this was a bit of advice that my dad gave me, so let me pass on this as a plume's pearl of wisdom, but you will meet so many different people in high school and in college alike. Give yourself the opportunity to talk and meet and, you know, bond with these people. They're going to be people that you absolutely go to school with that you're like, all right, they're just a school friend. Like, they're not really my type. I can be social with them, and that's it. They're going to be people that you absolutely hate. But the important part is you allow yourself to experiment around and find different groups, different cliques of people. Because of that group of friends that you end up making, I guarantee you you're maybe going to keep 20% of them for the rest of your life. Like, I can say without a doubt, my friends, like, this is embarrassing to admit, but I know who my best men are going to be when I eventually get married one day. And a good number of them are people that I met in college, or that I befriended in college. Um, You know, and it's just, I keep up with certain people, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, I talk with certain people, uh, I ask them for advice every now and again, or like, if I'm working on a project and I know one of my homies is kind of close-ish to what I do, I just shoot him a message. I'm like, hey, how's this sound? Or what do you think about this? Uh, I have one friend that, you know, I was incredibly, like, when I first met him, I thought we weren't going to be friends whatsoever. And, you know, fast forward a couple of years, this dude and I are eating Chinese together. You know, he has designed the sound, like the opening jingle and ending jingle to my streams, to Plume's cast. That's right, Mr. Sir Fran- Fancy himself, Zach. I did not think we were going to be friends. Like, the first time I saw him, I thought he was just some poser. Like, he came in, he had a skateboard, he had like a beanie. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, they just let anybody <laughs> into this field. <laughs> And, like, I didn't think we were going to be friends. I actually thought the guy... So, he got hired at the same time as somebody else. And I thought me and uh, friend number two were going to be much closer. Which, in the end, like, Zach and I became incredibly close. You know, I still hit him up 
and be like, hey, man, I'm dealing with this project. You know, what do you think about this? And he'll come back and hit me up with, well, let's get food. (laughs) But that's the thing. You have to allow yourself to kind of, you know, meet and talk with so many different people. I'm not going to lie to you. Making friends as an adult is hard. Like, I don't think any school or any teacher will ever tell you this straight up. But it is hard as fuck making friends as an adult. Especially if you get into a career field in which you don't get to really work with it, like people your own age. You know, yes, I have people that I'm friendly to at work. But nobody's about my age that I could be like, hey man, do you want to come over and play Smash? Like, hey man, you want to come watch this anime with me? Like, <laughs> you know? So, and there's like entire subreddits about people trying to make friends that, you know, kind of point out this entire thing. I'm on that subreddit. I'm not going to lie. I've talked to a couple of people on there because I like talking to, like, I'm a talkative person. I like being able to talk with people. And that's part of the reason why I do Plumescast because I can get all these social ideas out into the world. And it feels so good to do. Um, but anyway, on top of all of that... Uh, you really just want to go and meet, like, all these different, as many different people as you can, as many different people from different walks of life, because you never know how those people are going to impact the rest of your life. You might meet your future wife. You might meet your future best friend. You might meet somebody that's absolutely going to spite you. But the important part is you go out and you talk and you try and be social. And if it's not easy for you, Don't force yourself. Don't, you know, don't put in the heads, or don't put yourself in the headspace of, I'm never going to make any friends when I get out of school. No, you will meet people. You got to put yourself in the right places to meet those people, but you will absolutely always be talking to somebody. The world is too big, too populated for you not to be able to interact with somebody at least once a day, unless you keep yourself told in your house. But, you know, pets, pets are a thing. You talk to your pets. I talk to Aki all the time, and she just meows back at me. I don't know what the fuck she's saying half the time, but I hope it's nice. <laughs> but all that to say, like, again, allow yourself to experiment with schooling, like, classes, electives that you take, hobbies. Like, this is the time of your life where it's okay not to know everything. I think it's completely stupid that there's this forced narrative that we need to know everything that we want to do by the time we graduate high school, by the time we graduate college. Let's be entirely fair. There are people in their 40s that don't know what the fuck they want to do with their lives. So you being in your teens, your 20s, your 30s, it's okay. You'll learn. You'll figure it out. Everybody takes their own time on these kinds of things. The important part is being open. Being open to new friendships. Being open to new opportunities and new experiences. Don't allow yourself to be locked away. Allow yourself to be out there. Because the world is continuously turning. And I want you to be a part of it. But you gotta be, you gotta want to be a part of it as well. And I know you can do it. If you if you have managed to find me across this entire digital sea of ours, then I guarantee you you're gonna be fine out there. And if you've listened to this part, if you put up with how many how long I've been doing this? Forty seven minutes and forty seven seconds of me talking nothing but school shit, 
then you're going to be amazing. Just got to give yourself the opportunity to try. And you know, this all kind of bleeds into my final point. Let yourself have fun. Like, yes, I made fun of the people that are like, Oh, back in high school or back in college, the greatest years of my life. To some degree, that's true. To some degree, some of the best experiences are ones you have in college. I can say this with 100% like confidence. I have done things in college I would never do as an adult. You know? <laughs> like, I know that's vague. But I've been with people that have stolen stuff. You know, I've never stolen anything myself. But I guess kind of guilty by association. Um, I have snuck into, you know, sporting events. I've snuck into movies. I've, I've had a little bit of a wild side. It wasn't anything like super crazy, like things that would get me in a bunch of trouble for, but I allowed myself to kind of break out every now and again, close the textbook and go have some fun. Like, I think that is also one of the biggest points about school and college in general is this is the time where you get to figure out you and it's one of the most fun times you're going to have because you can this is a great time for you to be experimental this is a great time for you to figure out who you are and what makes you tick nobody else can do that for you it's just you and i think you know by all means live within your guidelines live within your safety net don't be stupid but be stupid You know what I mean? Like, don't be a complete fucking idiot, but, you know, be a fucking idiot. Just not a complete one. (laughs) Like, here, and this is going to be the most heart-to-heart that this episode's going to be. But people often, when they get out of college, they will say, like, oh, I wish I could go back to my high school years. I wish I could go back to my college years. Those were the greatest moments of my life. I can say with a certainty that I'm not one of those people because I love the way my life is now. Like, yes, do I work a lot? Sure, but I worked a lot harder in college. You know, do I wish I could go back and make a couple more friends? Sure, but who's to say they would have stuck around, you know, like my true friends have? Like, there are always going to be things that you wish you did a little bit differently, but don't, you know, and this is more for the people that are out of college and are just listening to this because they need a voice to fill the void of their existence right here and now. Hi, I'm talking to you. I'm probably talking to myself right now, listening to this in the car on the way to work or on the way to pick up jewels, or if we're listening to it together. Hi, baby. I love you. You're doing great. <laughs> um, but anyway, No, there are absolutely always going to be things that you wish you can go back and change, but you absolutely have to, you know, experience the first bit of it yourself, you know, allow yourself to make mistakes, allow yourself to be a little risque, just don't be stupid, don't do something that's going to get you in big ass trouble, that's going to, you know, get you expelled, don't be a fucking idiot. But have fun being an idiot, you know? Like, I I really, I guess I could give the best example. And this is entirely not my story. But I was very close friends with the person who was, like, who did this. 
and is the reason why there are now. <laughs> I hate admitting this, but he is the reason why there are fences of, along the top of the uh, parking deck. So I had a friend. We'll we'll just call him Sam. All right. I had a friend named Sam who you know would often because like here's the thing about me. I was driving an old car. I was driving an '87 Pontiac Fiero. Love the shit out of that car. But one thing that always terrified me was I would see people, you know, typical stupid college students, like, bump their door into other people's cars, and that terrified me. So what I would do is I'd go up to the very top floor of a parking deck. Hell, I still do this to this day. Um, but I'd go up to the very top floor of a parking deck, find an open spot, and i just back in. Well, I had this friend named Sam from Japanese class who would come up with me every now and again. And, like, it was also kind of where, like, Adam and I would hang out, too, where we'd just sit up on top and just talk about life and just hang out. Because the parking tech back then used to have a really good view. You know, you could see out to the mountains. You could see the sunset. You could see the sunrise if you were early enough. It was just a really quiet and relaxing spot. But my buddy Sam was kind of a fucking idiot. So, you know, unfortunately, we kind of fell out of contact after we finished Japanese class together. Uh, he never really went on to go on to, like, I think we were going into Japanese 3. I think he was starting Mandarin Chinese at that point. But we, you know, Adam and I never really got to hang out with him anymore, which sucked because one of my favorite memories from college was watching Samurai Champloo with... Sam and Adam, and ordering pizza, and watching Sam play, uh, what is that game called? Uh, 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 fuck, I can see it in my head, and it's, it's not Portal 2, Destiny 2, that's it. Um, you know, watching him play while we're all sitting together on his roommate's couch, just talking about life and shit. You know, we were supposed to be studying, but we were just hanging out in the dorms. Like, and that was one of my favorite things to do, too, is just... I didn't have a dorm room, you know, I live close enough to school that I'd either stay in an apartment nearby for cheaper, or, you know, staying at my parents' place. Um, so, I never got to experience the dorm life, per se, but being in the dorm rooms, being able to talk with a bunch of random people, it was just chill as fuck. Like, one of my favorite moments, uh, this is a completely different story, but I remember... Uh, being friends with a couple of girls from my Spanish class and going over to their dorm. Like, they had separate buildings, per se. Like, they had an entire floor kind of to themselves. It was a smaller building, but we would go over and play Uno and just eat, you know, fucking Cheetos and just hang out. It was cool as shit. And it was. I think that was, like, one of the very first times that I kind of gradually became more... I don't want to say popular, that's not the right word, but more confident. Because, I'll be entirely fair, I was a very quiet kid in high school. Um, you know, I was bullied to high hell back in middle school. High school, I gradually kind of started to bloom a fair bit. It wasn't until I started, you know, hanging out with Jaleel in 11th grade, and us just becoming best friends, that did I really start to kind of branch out onto my own, express my own personality. And in those moments when I was just hanging out with 
my one friend from Spanish class and her three female, uh, you know, fuck, what's the word? What's the word? Housemates. Thank you. Um, sorry, I've been talking so much. My brain's starting to kind of fry, but I like it gave me the opportunity to be more confident in who I am and who I became, you know, sure. I would gradually refine that much more as college went on, but to be the person that you see now, um, but it gave me a chance to kind of experience that sense of self. And I love those moments. Anyway, back to Sam. Um, so we ultimately like, unfortunately lost contact with Sam. And at one point we, we would run into him like going towards the uh, mess hall or the cafeteria where, you know, every now and again, cause Adam loved the fucking cafeteria. Anytime I went to go hang out with this dude, I had to use one of my swipes to get in because homie would be chilling up top. And I always hated that. Like, I think I spent a considerable amount of money on these fucking uh, lunchroom passes. And I will admit, the cafeteria over at my university was fucking S-tier as shit, dude. Like, everything was locally grown for the most part. We had a pretty big agricultural program. I think we were actually rated one of the highest, you know, schools as far as tasty food, believe it or not. Meaning, like, it wasn't the places that we had selling inside you know like we had a chick-fil-a we had a uh i think we had a great wraps and then we had like some we had like uh what is it i know we had a sushi place we got a sushi place in in my freshman year uh what is it called what is it called i'm seeing it in my head uh panda panda express we got a panda express um and we had Starbucks, we had Smoothie Place. Like, there are plenty of options to choose what you wanted to eat while you were in there. But the actual, like, mess hall, the actual cafeteria, the stuff they provided to you, like, if you had swipes, that shit was absolutely fan-fucking-tastic. It was expensive, and they forced you to buy a fresh, or, like, a 200-swipe pass when you start off as a fucking freshman. And then after that, you could go through and, you know, do something much, much lower, which is what I ended up doing. Um, but anyway, all that aside, like Adam would hang up there all the time. He'd sit there, watch anime or work on some kind of project. And, you know, every now and again, we bump into Sam and Sam would just tell us the stupid shit he's doing. Like Sam would tell us how he took up skateboarding and he's now riding around the parking deck late at night. And then, you know, the next time Sam tells us that he's doing parkour off the top of the fucking building Thank God nothing bad ever happened to Sam. I'm not sure if Sam was ever brave enough to do the stupid shit that, like, you know, like, launching himself off the side of the building or anything like that. But I know for a fact Sam could be brave and he could be a little bold. Um, But because of him, they ended up putting a chain link fence over the top of, like, the last, uh, over the last flight of stairs or whatever. And, um you know, across the top, like, part of the parking deck. So it ruined the fucking view. Like, any time I go up there, I'm not sure if they still have the fence up or not, because it might have come down by now. But any time I go over there for a visit, I sit up on top, and I look out, and I just remember that Sam is the reason. Because I think at one point, they caught him doing it, and I remember him telling me about it. I'm just like, Sam, you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) 
he's like, oh, but it was so much fun. And it's just like, no, no. He didn't get in any major trouble, but, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, we unfortunately drifted apart, but he was still a cool guy to talk to. And I think those are going to be the people that you ultimately are going to find. You're going to find the people that you want to keep in your life. You're going to find the people that if you run into them in the store, it's cool as shit. Um, and then you're going to find the people that if you run into them in public, you're just like, I don't know you. <laughs> Who are you? Like, I will say this too. This will be the last story and then I will wrap up podcast. But, uh, I, I am the type of person that like in school, I was, like I said, in high school, I was kind of quiet, but I definitely had a, you know, puberty effect as it were, where, like, I definitely feel like I became much cuter as school went on and everything else. Like, I could finally say, I think my, you know, self-image greatly improved as, you know, I went through college and I went, in, you know, into adulthood. Uh, but running into old high school friends, especially when I'm back in my old hometown, is one of the weirdest experiences for me. Because some of my friends have kids, some of them are pregnant with kids, some of them have different baby mamas, it's, oh god, it's all across the board. And I will never forget, like, there was this one friend of mine back in Japanese class that we always used to, you know, joke around with each other. We, it wasn't, I think it would be more akin to platonic flirting, because I don't think either of us were really interested enough to, you know, fully date the other. But it was one of those experiences where I was just like, you know, if it happened to play out that way, we'd be about it. Well, and like, and I figured out, you know, in college, because we went to the same college, she absolutely had feelings for me. And I was just like, mm, oops, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> but, um, and like, and I will say this too. Uh, I was very upfront about not wanting to be in a relationship with her. Um, you know, I had been in a relationship for a good chunk of my high school years and I had gone out of it like end of senior year or not end of senior year, but around senior year or so. And so, you know, I just wasn't interested in dating at that point. So coming through and hearing like, oh, you know, all these, how she felt about me, it was weird. You know, it was very weird. It was touching to some degree. But anyway, that's aside the point. Um, I had run into her at the store and dude, she had like three kids. She was pregnant with the fourth and I'm just doing the math in my head. I'm like, how many years have we been out of school? Holy shit. And it's just like, you know, we sat, we talked for a while she, like, and it's always, it's always the most awkward when they recognize you before you recognize them, because that was absolutely what happened. Like, I had a shirt that I still, I could still fit in. It wasn't exactly the greatest fitting shirt, but basically, you know, from high school to college to even now, most of my wardrobe is uh, polos. You know, thanks to my loving fox wife, I've kind of experimented more. I wear a couple more graphics tees than I ever have. But, you know, I I was just wearing a polo that looked very similar to either either it was the one that I had way back when or looked very similar to it. 
And she runs up and she's like, oh my god, I haven't seen, like, what's happened to you? You're never on Facebook, blah, 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 blah. And it was nice to catch up, but damn, was it awkward. Because, you know, I found out a lot about, you know, things that have changed when she got out of college, so on and so forth. And I think it was one of those moments where I sat there and I thought back to, like, when we were younger and when we were much more innocent. It was just like, wow, time's a thing. (laughs) But anyway, I think that's about all I have to say. So to quickly, you know, go over everything one last time. Remember, guys, keep your grades up. You know, I know it's hard to, but you can definitely do it. If I can do it, and I'm the biggest fucking idiot that you probably know, you can easily do it. It impacts a lot, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of those scholarships that you need, especially in these days to go to school, are very GPA-dependent. I know it's rough, but you can keep going just a little bit further. But figure out... You know, number two, figure out whether or not college is right for you. Figure out whether your career path is right for you. If you need to change it, now's the time. Now's the time to say, now is not the time. And, you know, take the breaks that you need. Allow yourself to get to know who you are and experiment who you, like, what makes you you. Which bleeds into point number three, use this opportunity to explore something new. Like, There's so many different options out there, so many different careers. You can absolutely experience the world. Just give yourself the opportunity to do so and experiment. It's better to spend $50 on a textbook on something you may not use for like two weeks than pay $3,000 for a class that you ultimately, you know, hate doing. And even still, it's worse. It's better to pay $3,000 for a class that you end up hating than getting a degree for $30,000 and, you know, absolutely hating your career path. And let me say this too, you know, even if you get your degree and it's in something you dislike, like you get into the job field and you hate it, chances are you can pick up and go somewhere else. Movement across companies, movement across careers, that's pretty big right now. You know, there's no such thing as a one set career. So don't feel like you're tied to whatever your degree is. Figure out what's going to make you happy and figure out the way that you need to do or need to get to it. Even if you're already out of college, man, there's opportunities out there. You can find it. I believe in you. But anyway, figure out who, like point number four, figure out which friends, like make as many friends as you can for sure. And figure out of that group of friends, which people you actually want to hang out with and which ones you just gossip with on the corner. Yes, I am absolutely a sucker for tea. I love me some good old tea every now and again. But hey, yo, I ain't keeping any of those people I used to gossip around in my life. Uh Uh-uh. I've grown up much, you know, much beyond that. And even now I'm dealing with that and just like, I I just don't want to talk to you. Like, it's weird that you're coming up out of the blue to talk about somebody else that we know. And it's just like, instead of being like, hey, how's it going? Mm. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) last and most importantly, allow yourself to have fun. Like, you're not going to get any of this time back. You have one opportunity in this life. Allow yourself to experiment. Allow yourself to have fun. And most importantly, allow yourself to be an idiot. Be Just don't be a fucking idiot. <laughs> you know, don't... You know what's right and what's wrong. Don't, don't do anything stupid. Just be stupid. 
you know? <laughs> I think when you're in those moments, when you're debating whether or not this is a legit idea, you'll understand what is stupid and what is stupid. But last and most importantly, guys, and this is the last bit of true advice I can give you on the matter. No matter what you decide to do, if it is right for you, then it is the right decision. Have fun. Explore. Get hurt. Heal. This is the opportunity to do so. And I'm incredibly proud of you for taking the chance at doing something completely new. It may not work out, and that's okay. Because again, failure is just the groundwork for future success. And let me say this too. The basics are always the same. If you find something new that you want to get into and it gets too complicated, but you know at least the basics, you can pivot. You can learn something different. The basics of all things, the basics of communication, the basics that you learn while you're in school are always going to be the same. You're going to be fine. I can say without a doubt that you will do amazing things once you allow yourself the opportunity to do so. Just got to put yourself in that right mindset, you know? Anyway, I have been talking long enough, and now I feel like I'm about to go to class. But <laughs> I uh, today's community day in Pikmin. I might stream. I'm still debating that. I honestly have not thought about it since I hit record. But we'll figure that part out later on. Anyway, remember, <laughs> you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You got Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok now. I got a TikTok. I promise videos will be going up to it soon. Uh, you can listen to Plumescast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and soon to be YouTube, and a little bit on TikTokie. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That email again is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening in, and as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, everyone, Bye bye Get to class, you nerds. The bell is ringing. <laughs> bye.